Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the uh, Together Again edition. Yes, we are <laughs> together in the same room, in the same state. Yes. And it feels nice. It feels so good. Yes, I am no longer in the woods. No. <laughs> No, you're not. I am out of the woods. You made it. You made it out of the woods. <laughs> I made it out of the woods. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm back in New York. I'm here with Jill. That's right. Feels good. I'm Jill Chacha. Out of the woods is Miss, is Marissa Riley. I did it. Amazing. And uh, welcome to In Betweeny 027. Um, but before we get into it, we want to give a shout out to Mandy Sertum. Fuck yeah, Mandy. On Instagram, uh, she DM'd us, and I, I just wanted her to read this because it's so great. It's so damn cute. Uh, quote, they said, uh, This podcast gets me through the black hole of infinite depression that is my work. I love you both. Live long and motherfucking prosper. You guys kill it. So thank you, Mandy. Thank you, Mandy. Um, you're the motherfucking best. <laughs> uh, you prosper. And also, this helps us get through. Uh, oh the black hole of depression that is the pandemic layered with other and life uh, yeah other i was gonna say other traumas but i think the easier way to say it is life so, so we love uh, you you're fucking awesome yeah thanks to everyone who's been listening rating subscribing telling their friends and just getting through life together so. yeah if you're survive, if you're alive right now fuck yeah you're that you're amazing i hate to break it to you but you're you're <laughs> You, you've earned uh, right. some credit. Yeah. So. Too bad you're wonderful. Yeah. Um, what else is wonderful? Oh, it's also wonderful in New York. Uh, springtime. Oh. Got, oh, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening. And it's, uh, what would you like to call it? Oh, uh, okay. So I call this time of year uh, nipple weather. I am a queer woman. So <laughs> that is the body part I am in tune with. Uh, but well, no, everyone's in tune with the nipple. Nipples everyone's ni- got nipples. They're out and about. What I'm trying to say is <laughs> it's that time of year. Mm-hmm. First day of spring. Yes. Everyone is wearing their cutest clothes. Maybe they're not wearing a bra for the first time. Maybe they're not wearing a jacket for the first time there in six go. months. And, uh, yeah, nipple day. It's the day where basically everyone is dancing like a fucking idiot while walking down the street. Yeah. And they're really nice, which New Yorkers are nice, but we're not, like, outwardly it, nice. It, this is the 24-hour super niceness. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I went to, I, I go to a very cool coffee shop, even though I'm not a cool person, uh, <laughs> once a week. I order the same thing every week. They never remember. They never, it's like they've never seen me before. It's a very specific order. But today, I walked in, and the first thing they said was, three croissants? Like, they were so happy. Because it's fucking nipple day. Yeah, it's nipple day. It's nipple weather. It, yeah, it's like sweater weather, but nipple weather. Yeah. It's come full circle. It's we're, wonderful. It's wonderful. <laughs> we're smiling. It's gross. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, well, speaking of body parts, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's get into t- today's topic in between 027. Tapeworm and woman's spine and woman loses toenails after fish pedicure. Oh, no. I love it. Tell me everything. Okay. <laughs> Let's begin. Let's journey back to 2018, to the lovely country of France. Nice. To the lovely region of Dijon. Mustard. That's right. The mustard place. The mustard place. 
<laughs> Here, a 35-year-old woman struggled her way to an emergency room where she told doctors for the past three months she had been experiencing weakness in both legs, uh, an inability to flex her feet, and what she described as an electric zap randomly shooting down her back and legs. That's... Uh, that's pretty bad. It's, yeah, that uh, sounds terrible. And it sounds terrible, but it also sounds like something I would ignore for a long time. She did. She ignored it for three months. Great. <laughs> and it does sound terrible, but that's how it started. Uh, it got to the point where she could barely walk or barely feel her legs, which, which also led to, quote, difficulty riding her horse, oh. end quote, as stated by our source, the New England Journal of Medicine. I'm so uh. sorry you couldn't ride your horse. <laughs> what a sh- I'm sorry. I'm such a dick. I'm, so, that is legitimately upsetting when you can't yeah. ride your horse. Yes. Um, but, you know, she uh, seriously, she would have the when she would have the capacity to walk like upright without warning, her legs would go completely limp and she'd like fall over for no fucking warning. Oh, with no fuck. warning. That's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Super scary. That's really shit. Scary. So a round of blood tests came back with the results that suggested, yep, something's wrong. And her, <laughs> <laughs> and her body is fighting something off. Laboratory tests show, showed uh, an elevated white blood cell count. Uh, the base range is. 4,000 to 10,000 cells, and her count was 18,800. Whoa! Yeah. That's high. That is very high. And I was going to say, I feel like I've gone to the doctor a few times with, like, something I thought was a problem, Mm. and every time they're always... It's so rare that they're like, it's something. They're always like, it's nothing. There's nothing wrong with you. Have you considered a therapist? (laughs) And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. My back hurts. Like, it's... But I'm, I wonder if she had that woman, or n- not that woman, that moment as a woman where she was like, yes, it's yes. something. They, they believe me. They believe me. <laughs> they believe me. <laughs> so, yeah, they totally believed her. Uh, next up was an MRI. Doctors focused on her back and spine. And wouldn't you know it, the woman had several round lesions huddled together in her ninth thoracic vertebra, uh, which is pretty much like the middle of your back. Yikes. And would you like to see the MRI in question? Absolutely. Dr. Marissa, please. Give it to me. Give us your diagnosis. Here is the MRI. All right. What What do you see? All right. So uh, I, there's two pictures I'm looking at. On the left is a picture of um, a, a scan of someone's spine. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a normal spine, but in one of the, um, I guess, a vertebra. There you go. Vertebra. Um, there are these little, like, stone-looking white things, and they're all kind of huddled together. It kind of looks like the marbling in a steak of fat. It looks like fat. Um, and yeah, it, it looks bad, and, uh... And then on the right, it's it's a close-up of it, and yeah, it's about one, two, three, four, five little white things inside this vertebra. Circular-ish. Circular-ish. All, like, huddled together there. Uh, Well, some good news. The objects were surgically removed, and the hole left behind was filled with an implant. Wonderful. And it all went successfully. Uh, The bad news, the lab results found that the objects were larval cysts of a tapeworm. You guessed it. A tapeworm usually found in dogs. No. (laughs) No. Larval cysts? Yeah. Uh, oh no! Sorry. I love how you've gone from screaming to now screaming vomiting. That's great. I like Scream, it. Scream vomit. Yes, <laughs> that great. was a, that was 
I don't know. I, I would like to think that the listeners are also scream vomiting. Yeah. <laughs> that, it's gross. That is the one of the goals of the show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's right. They were baby tapeworms. No. And this, <laughs> but this species didn't intend for this woman to be its target, um, you know, which is embarrassing. But yeah. <laughs> um, if you listen to other in-betweenies where we talk about worm-like parasites, you know, they usually like to end up in animals with, like, hooves and forelegs. Right. Um, like, remember the one uh, about with the lady with the worms in her eyes? That's right. Wasn't that a cow thing? It was a cattle thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, this little buddy's no exception. This dog tapeworm, or uh, Kynococcus granulosis, fucking Amazing. nailed it. Fucking nailed it. Is spread. So this tapeworm is spread by our returning champion of this show, uh, Poop. Ugh. That's right. I should have seen it coming. So a dog or a wolf carrying breeding adults in their intestines will excrete poop with eggs in it. And along comes a cow, a deer, a sheep, or some kind of farm animal, perhaps. They're grazing and enjoying the grass, unaware that they just ate a little bit of crap with eggs in it. <sighs> you know? And inside their new host, uh, the eggs turn into round cysts that burst through the gut. And then they ride the animal's bloodstream to the tasty bits, like the liver, and the kidneys. And there, they wait patiently for the farm animal or the wild deer, like, to die and be eaten by a dog or a wolf or a wild predator. And inside the intestine of the predator, they become adults and they breed eggs and the predator poops and this happens all over again. So that's the cycle. That's like the parasite living its best parasite life. It's so, it's so crazy. This is so complicated. Yeah. And, and that's a lo- saying a lot coming from a human. <laughs> But it's like you have to travel uh, through shit, and then you have to travel through an animal, and then an, you have to travel through a lot then of you animals. Wait. Then yeah, you have to you're... wait. You have to be a cyst. <laughs> and you have to right. you have to travel through not only multiple animals but multiple animals' body parts. Uh huh. Yeah. So if you thought you had a bad day, <laughs> yeah. just, just just be thankful you're not a parasite tapeworm baby. Yeah. Or a person <laughs> with. Uh, or a parasite take for a baby That's right. all up in their back yep. yeah so it's not clear how this lady got infected poop into her mouth Oops. <laughs> which is a thing i wrote uh but she does ride horses and she did mention she did come into contact with cattle okay so she may have handled her horse after it grazed or pet a cow with poop around its face and then touched her own face and then maybe made a fucking sandwich and she ate it like like that series so, of <clears throat> series of horrible coincidences basically so what you're saying is we should never um put anything in our mouths again wash your fucking hands okay there you go sounds good <laughs> <laughs> so she became what the journal calls an incidental host <clears throat> excuse me and being an incidental host means those baby worms and those cysts can't get out this woman is most likely never going to be eaten by a dog so they ride the bloodstream until they anchor themselves wherever they please Hmm. now this sounds crazy but ending up in her spine may have been a good thing um would you like (laughs) would you like to read from the cdc about the cyst stage uh which the CDC abbreviates as CE. Absolutely. Okay, quote, uh, CE usually involves uh, the liver or the lungs, uh, but can also be found in other organs of the body. Because the cysts are slow growing, infection with CE may not produce any symptoms for many years. Pain or discomfort in the upper abdominal region or chest, nausea, vomiting, 
or coughing may occur as a result of the growing cysts. Rupture of cyst fluid can lead to allergic reactions or even death, end quote. There you go. It's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, believe it or not, these electrical shocks and all that collapsing, those were signs of an unwelcome guest. And she was lucky enough to show symptoms uh, before the cysts pop and popped and did God knows what to her fucking spine. Yeah, I believe the quote was, uh, lead to allergic reactions or even death. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's a, that's a two very different things, yes. but I'm glad she avoided it. Yeah. A or B. And she fell somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, so in addition to surgery, she was treated with antiparasitic medication. And at a follow-up nine months after the discovery, she had no residual symptoms or any sign of reoccurrence. Amazing. So, yeah, she's all right. Just a little traumatized. Yeah. Uh, and I think after the break, let's not stop here. Let's move on from worms to fish. Fuck yeah. And from spines to loose toenails. Gross. <laughs> so stay tuned. <laughs> Please do. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And I just want to say that I'm not going to traumatize anyone with photos of toes uh, with missing toenails. Not even me? Not even you. There's, wow. There's no, <laughs> there's, there's no need to see what I saw. Uh, if you want to see toes with missing toenails, yeah. um, just Google Women's Health Magazine fish pedicure toenail and you'll get what you ask for. Got it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you've given me the key and I will be using it Oh, uh, oh. In the middle of the night. No. And dream about it. No. For weeks to come. I'm, I, all right. Well, that's your choice. It's <laughs> <laughs> your choice. Uh, let's begin, shall we? Let's do it. Okay, let's stick around in 2018. Uh, when a very special case report was published in JAMA Dermatology, and that's just a medical journal, J-A-M-A. Cool. Um, it focused around an anonymous 20-year-old woman who for six months experienced a full stop in her toenail growth, and then one by one, they fell off. Oh, that's horrifying. Yeah. That happened to my friend um, when she ran a marathon. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. Ah. Yeah. Great. So, yeah, a stoppage in nail growth and then falling off is actually a common thing, and I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are many, many, many reasons as to why this could happen. Some are super simple. Like a really bad stubbed toe where bruising cuts off blood supply to the nail. Wow. Uh, like you just said, uh, yeah. hardcore marathon runners experience toenail loss. That's yeah. common. And there's more fucked up situations like nutritional deficiencies, a side effect to certain medications, and chemo. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it can really run the gamut. But our anonymous lady was totally healthy and had no history of this happening before. The only thing out of the ordinary that happened in her life was getting a fish pedicure. Yikes. Now, mm -hmm. off the top of your noggin, what do you know about fish pedicures? Well, um, okay, <laughs> I have seen them in TV shows. Basically, someone gets a uh, foot-sized tub there you go. of water mm -hmm. full of tiny fish, yep. like inch-long little, little meadow-looking guys, guys. Yeah. and then you put your feet in, and they eat the dead skin off. And I would lie if I said I wasn't curious and wanted to try it. Sure. And I think I speak for a lot of people when yeah. I say I am weirdly curious about it. Yes. Um, so generally, um, I mean, you're, you're basically spot on. 
Uh, the fish inside those tubs of water are the gararufa, or doctor fish. Aww. Yeah, they're very slender, very unassuming fish, no bright colors, not poisonous. And they don't get very big either, maybe five inches tops, but most of the time, like you said, the ones in those tubs are way smaller than that. Tiny. Yeah, and a little bit more about them. Uh, the study at JAMA Dermatology states, quote, gararufa are a non-migratory fish freshwater species that belong to the carp family and are native to waters from the Persian Gulf to the Eastern Mediterranean. Uh, in their natural habitat, suction assists them into sticking to rocks while they ingest plankton. Hmm. End, end quote. Yeah. So when there's plenty of plankton in the water, that's their favorite. That's their go-to. Yeah. But when food is scarce, they'll go really for anything, like the skin on your feet. Yeah. Um, and according to this study, Anicomedesis following a fish pedicure, and anicomedesis is just a really fancy way of saying when your toenails fall off. Ah, there's uh, a word for it. Always. Uh, so this study states, in a very controlled set setting, okay, put a pin in that, in okay. a very controlled setting, these fish actually do make a positive difference in people's lives. Really? Yeah. Aw. When subjects put their feet in a clean tub with actual gararufa, would you like to read the honors of... The results of this study. Absolutely. Okay, quote, uh, in a clinical trial that included 67 patients with psoriasis who underwent therapy with these fish for three weeks, they experienced a 72% reduction in the psoriasis area severity index score with no adverse effects, end quote. That's amazing. Yeah. I know people with psoriasis, there's like really no exact cure. Yeah. So they will try things like breast milk or I don't know, vinegar or whatever fish. is on the internet yeah. or fish, <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, so these fish lived up to their doctor name, nibbling away at the painful patches of skin buildup and leaving everything else completely alone. Uh, however, our pedicure seeking client wasn't a part of this study. Mm. Rather, she may have been the victim of some shady business. Oh, no. Yeah. Sherry Lipner, an assistant professor of dermatology at Columbia University's Well Cornell Medicine, uh, told Gizmodo, quote, while the mechanism of action is entirely clear, it is likely due to the fish traumatizing the nail matrix, hmm. quote. And I looked up nail matrix, <laughs> and uh, it's just the skin under your nail. Oh, okay. So the, those fish in that tub where she stuck her feet in, they really got in there. Oh, my God. Yeah, to get under the nail. Is it weird that I want to try it even more now? <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is bad for a number of reasons why those fish getting really in there. Uh, would you like to read from the Gizmodo article, A Woman Lost Her Toenails? after a fish pedicure. Absolutely. All right, quote, the fish are often used on more than one person, gross, making the risk of transmitting infections a real possibility. And though proponents of uh, fish pedicures have argued that they can properly sanitize the fish and tubs between uses, research, shows, uh, research has shown that disease-causing bacteria can be readily found in both tubs and fish used in these spas, end quote. Okay, I changed my mind. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, a fun fact, fish pedicures are banned in 10 states here in the good old USA, New York being one of them. Mm. Uh, another fun fact, sometimes the fish in these petties are mislabeled as gararufa, and they're actually the very similar in size, shape, and color Chinese chin-chin in other species of fish, and their differences are on the inside. Oh, um, no. 
According to the CDC, these fish, quote, grow teeth and can draw blood, increasing the risk of infection. <gasps> no! End quote, yeah. Uh, that sounds pretty awful, but good news, we can go further. <laughs> um, for any fish to want to eat part of a foot, they probably are a little starved and not getting enough of their correct diet, which is plankton. Yeah. And remember I said they can grow to five inches, but the ones you see are kind of really tiny, and that might be because they're not getting enough food. Oh, no. And, uh, maybe. That's a possibility. Well, that makes sense if they're munching on feet and that's it. Yeah. So as the CDC puts it plainly, quote, the fish must be starved to eat skin, which might be considered animal cruelty. Absolutely. So if you find yourself roadside in a state or nation that's not familiar to you, and there's a tub of fish there. Try not to stick your feet in it, maybe. All right. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Unless it's like, you know, it is a very controlled setting. Yeah. I know in the, in the Middle East, in that region, this is like a very medicinal thing. This is, you know, it's part of the culture and it's totally safe. But if you're in a touristy situation, maybe. like this lady was probably, you know. Maybe Think about it. it. Think about it. So as for our patient, quote, her nails will likely return, but not for a long time. Dr. Lipner notes that our toenails only grow one millimeter a month on average, while an entire nail can take as long as 18 months to be replaced. Wow. Therefore, we will have to wait quite a while to see the outcome, end quote, she said. And this is our final quote for today. And that was from Gizmodo. Amazing. You you guys, I think this just uh, further... Uh, reinforces the fact that we should never leave our houses, order all of your food. There's nothing good out there. There's fish and there's the worms. Yeah. There's- you could be eating cattle poop without knowing it. There's cattle poop in your sandwich. Stop going outside. I'm kidding. Live your best life. Live your best life. We're just reporting the news, reporting the sciences. Sciences. <laughs> And uh, if anything, just stay interesting. Please, please do.